inside the confines of a standardized curriculum box to a teaching and learning space that is more creative? And how can you make this leap in your teaching practice in an easy and more systematic way that doesn't create more work for yourself during planning sessions? This is what I'm hoping to accomplish with Get Off the Dotted Line, a podcast that gives elementary teachers simple step-by-step tools, guidance, and advice on how to make teaching more creative without sacrificing high-quality content, instruction, skills, and amazing learning potential for your students. I'm your host, Dr. Paige Hendricks, and together we will explore different ways to simplify your planning and add a lot of creative impact that is outside the confines of standardized curriculum and the dotted lines. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about how elementary teachers can boost mathematical learning in early childhood. Even though I'm going to mention early childhood a lot today, this discussion will be good for all levels of elementary instruction, as the tips are universal for K-5. In addition, some of these tips will focus on English language learners and students struggling with mathematical understanding due to a deficit in their pre-K instruction. So by the end of this episode, I promise you will have five ideas you can use to boost your students' mathematical learning opportunities in your elementary classroom. And the sooner this can happen, the better. And stay tuned for the Cut That Out section of this podcast, where I'll give you access to a handout so you can remember the tips we talked about and use them right away. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, This episode will help you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. The basis of our discussion today on boosting mathematical skills of early learners came from a 2018 article by Sarah Gonser of the Hetchinger Report titled, How to Boost Math Skills in the Early Grades. After learning of Dr. Ginsburg's work on teaching high-quality mathematical big ideas to young children, and by the way, if you want to know more about that, I highly recommend you take a listen to episode 19, I was intrigued as to how other schools and teachers were implementing tools to help young children learn math. Also on my mind was a quote from an economist, Dr. Duncan, of the University of California, Irvine School of Education, and he was quoted in the 2018 article I mentioned where he said, strong math skills are needed for some of the fastest growing jobs of the next decade and are requirements for many of the highest paying jobs. Understanding and being able to work with numbers is a fundamental skill for success in almost any occupation you might choose. It leads to the analytic, higher-level thinking that's increasingly important. This quote reminds me of the saying once told to me in the beginning of my teaching career, where someone said, we are educating our students for jobs unknown, and many of those jobs will involve math and science. And boy, are they right. The Hetchinger Report article profiled a school district in Illinois and how they were helping their student population, mostly consisting of students identified as Hispanic, 
English language learners, and missing key early childhood educational opportunities, meaning many of their students did not at all or received very little pre-K instruction prior to entering kindergarten in elementary school. Because this article is just a bit dated, I decided to look up the most recent school district's report card, and unfortunately, the district's website still is only reporting the information from the 2018-19 school year, which is the same data as the article. Nevertheless, the strategies used by the administrators and teachers in that Illinois school district are solid, so let me pull out some of those teaching and learning strategies they used to make some mathematical gains with their students. These teaching and learning strategies aren't foolproof, but they did help this Illinois school district gain approximately 12% on average as reported from the 2017-18 school year to the 2018-19 school year in mathematical subgroups. So these students really did make some heavy gains. And these strategies are still good tips and applicable to elementary teachers, regardless of your student population or your student demographics. So here they are in top five fashion, like always. Number one, teach math every day. The emphasis in schools on mathematics instruction needs to be just as important as that of reading and language arts, period. End of story. Math is literally all around us and a vital part of everyday life. It also helps us solve those challenges we face all the time. Math gives us the ability to spot patterns, work backwards, visualize ideas, work systematically, and use logical reasoning, and I described a lot of these things in episode 15. The Illinois School District also saw that many of their students weren't performing up to their mathematical potential because there was a language barrier. In other words, the students were missing math knowledge because they were also missing knowledge about speaking, reading, and writing English. Do you need yet another reason to teach math every day? Well, as Duncan said in the article, high levels of mathematical knowledge is and will become the basis for a majority of jobs both now and in the future. So expose, teach, and learn math every day with your students because they and you will be better for it. Number two, teach higher quality, more challenging, and more engaging math when you do teach math. When I was teaching, one of the many things I learned about running a classroom is that there was a finite time and space for everything we learned each day. I was lucky that during my first teaching assignment, my principal coveted certain times of the day when she knew we were into heavy learning, like the morning language arts instructional time, and therefore she made sure that we weren't interrupted. But in subsequent teaching jobs, I was not anywhere near as lucky. And in even one of my teaching positions, I was interrupted on average five times before 9 a.m. Let me put that into context for you, because at that school, the classes started at 8.35. So five times before 9 a.m. in about a 25-minute period. So I learned quickly that since our time together in our classroom was finite and often interrupted, as it was at that one particular school, I had to make sure every second someone wasn't coming in my door to bother us counted. 
So if I was teaching anything, I was aiming as high as I could because we needed to learn a lot before the school year was over. And we were not going to make our goals if we kept getting interrupted and I was teaching to the bare minimum. Does this resonate with your situation? Sometimes my colleagues would comment that when we were learning or talking about in math class especially was too high for my kids, quote unquote. But no matter, I made it fun, engaging, and often said things to my students like, well, if you want the challenge, or maybe you just learned something that most eighth graders don't know. And they loved it. In the case of math, aim high, make it fun and engaging, and make it count. Because your students will come back in a few years and thank you plenty. And you'll make all of your goals and reach all of your standards before the end of the year, even if you are interrupted often. Number three, commit to teaching math in your school and your school district. Another interesting point made in the report was the commitment that the elementary school teachers and the principal and the school district administrators made to teach math every day. During her first few weeks on the job, the newly hired assistant superintendent noticed two important things. First, not only had the school district not yet adopted the common core standards in mathematics, but these standards were not showing up in the daily teaching of math. And in other words, the standards weren't adopted or weren't consistent in the instruction. So the school district didn't yet commit, and it was showing in their standardized test scores, it was showing in their graduation rates, and it was showing in the overall student preparedness for future trades and college paths, especially in the area of mathematics. And she's quoted by saying, when I started, the consistent word was how inconsistent we were. So everything changed when the district and the administrators and the teachers made the commitment to teach math every day, and they implemented those common core standards into their instruction. So all hands were on deck, and it really made a difference for their students. Number four. Understand that math instruction is tied directly to reading instruction. Alignment between math and language arts standards and learning goals in each of these content areas is crucial for overall mathematical learning success. You heard me say, even in number one, where the students didn't know the English language, so they weren't picking up on the math concepts. And that's a perfect example of how math instruction is tied directly to reading instruction. That same assistant superintendent, she also was quoted saying this, we needed to change how we were teaching math, especially for our English learners, so that we were paying attention to language development and communication skills and how our teachers were helping our students express themselves and connect their experiences with what they were learning in the math class. One connection that was simple for this Illinois school district was to look at the Common Core standards and see that there was a huge component of talking about math problems in those standards. So this led the elementary school to highlight students' opportunities for talking about math problems, student thinking strategies, and their possible solutions with each other in their own language and through English. Problem solving and how to talk about this became the focus, and one 
can easily see how math and language arts are so connected when teaching and learning in this fashion. So make sure that your math instruction is tied to your reading instruction, especially if you have students who are learning English at the same time. Number five, take a step back as the teacher and listen to how your students creatively solve the math problems. I should add here, on their own. I remember a time early in my teaching career when I was explaining how to do a math problem to my whole class. I'm sure we've all been there. We're up at the front of the room. We're trying to explain this problem to stay on par with our lesson and with all of our other colleagues' lessons for that day. And inevitably, there were always some students who knew how to do that particular math problem last year, and some that who understood what I was saying right then and there. And there were a few that were looking at me with these blank stares and had no idea how this problem worked or even what it was asking them to do. I remember trying a few alternative ways to explain the problem and trying desperately to help those students who were confused find their clarity. But after the third try, I became super frustrated and internally I started to panic. Literally, heart racing, breathing was shallow, starting to sweat, panic. I remember vividly, I turned my back to my students and faced the board just to take a deep breath and calm down and only to hear one of my students say, Mrs. Hendricks, is it like this? And the student proceeded to teach the other students what I could not. I don't even remember the explanation the student gave the others, but I'm sure it was brilliant because the only thing I do remember is that everyone in the room got it and proceeded to move on with the lesson. So the point here is take a step back every once in a while. Let your students talk and teach some things to others in the class. After all, and I've said this before, you already completed the grade that you're teaching and you've learned all the material, but your students haven't. So let them shine. So there you have it. Five ideas you can use to boost your students' mathematical learning opportunities in your elementary classroom. Here they are again for you to try and think about. Tip number one, teach math every single day. Tip number two, teach higher quality, more challenging, and more engaging math when you do teach the math every single day. Tip number three, commit to teaching math in your school and your school district. Really get in there and commit to it. Tip number four, understand that math instruction is tied directly to reading instruction. So Work together with those standards and make them count, especially for your students who are learning English along with it. And finally, tip number five, take a step back as the teacher and listen to how your students creatively solve the math problems because maybe, just maybe, they could help teach the lesson to someone else. So there you have it. Five efficient and creative tips for you to consider during mathematics instruction. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, I hope these five ideas you can use to boost your students' mathematical learning opportunities in your classroom have helped you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. Before we part, This section of the podcast called Cut That Out is one I do every time. 
Here I'll give you access to a handout so you can remember the five ideas to boost your students' mathematical learning opportunities to think about, plan, and practice in your classroom. You can find the handout on my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com along with today's show notes. so much for joining me this week. To review key takeaways from today's episode and get the free handout, please visit my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com. Before we go, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more. Please subscribe to Get Off the Dotted Line. I can't wait to share another podcast with you. Thank you again for joining me, Dr. Paige Hendricks, in today's episode of Get Off the Dotted Line. See you next time.